Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Jurassic Views. Zaya Quinn Bryce Diamond here on a disappointing Monday. It's supposed to be family day in Ontario. We're supposed to celebrate a time of familial love and, uh, you know, all the good stuff that can come with families. And yet there, there's some, some bitterness some resentment towards certain family members today because in the Raptors family, we were disappointed. We were embarrassed as a fan base because we lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now I'm sure, I am sure Zaya, you will have lots to say and I am sure the Raptors are embarrassed and they have lots to say regardless we were looking for love in all the wrong places last night, and we ended up losing on Valentine's Day to maybe the worst, but probably the third worst team in the NBA. How are you feeling with this, my friend? Uh, first things first, um, good morning, B. Good morning, listeners. Um, mad respect props uh, to... Um, call Anthony Towns uh, for being an upstanding uh, human being and yep. and professional. Uh, he showed up last night. Uh, I mean, I can read his stat line, but for the most part, it's how he's carrying himself in the midst of what he's having to experience in light of the pandemic dating back yep. to last year. Um, and um, rest in peace to his mother and uh, to members of his family. Uh, I say that uh, not to pander, but and to, or distract from the actual events of yesterday's loss, but to to, to humanize uh, where we at, where we're at, you know. Absolutely. And um, and I think both Bryce and I we've talked about it, and uh, um, it's uh, it's it's remarkable as much as uh, what he's had to experience that he sh showed up and still <laughs> dominated yesterday and. Um, is keeping a level head, but he does, he is quite vocal about what the emotional impact it has had on us. So uh, I think it's only right as fans uh, who appreciate and inherit the talent that he's displaying that we also um, uh, show some love. Back yeah, his way. great call. Um, as it relates to the loss now, um, you know, you have a team that is six and 19 um two and 11 on the road before the actual game coming into your building i.e you know it's i know it's not your homegrown um city but uh it's still the city that you occupy and they absolutely embarrass you right they embarrass you on the side of the court that you hang your hat on which is def defense um, oh, yeah. This is a skilled team. They're not an ultimately talented team because they have a lot of pieces still to put together. And Bryce, they, you know, to diagnose, 
diagnosticate the loss. Um, they executed better than we did, both offensively and defensively. Uh, they looked like a veteran club. Um, they knew how to uh, um, execute in the half court. And uh, and they relied on a veteran point guard, you know, Ricky Rubio, shout outs to him. But more importantly, a rookie, uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, the first pick in uh, the 2020 NBA draft, um, who was playing that kind of uh, combo guard. And they gave, you know, he made some key plays down the stretch, which I'm like, how are we allowing this guy to um to, to show a level of confidence against, you know, an elite defense that we project to be. So that was quite frustrating. You said it um, off the air and I'll reiterate it. This has the ruminations of the Sacramento loss from a yeah. few, several weeks ago. Definitely. That's how I'm feeling right now. Goodness yeah. gracious. That's how I'm starting my week too. Yeah. Yeah. You went into the weekend uh, hoping to have some good vibes and feeling uh, with a with a you know a difficult on the road back to back win against Boston. You were asking a lot, I think, of the team, but obviously there's a high belief. And you know what? Love believes in all things. It trusts all things. And after last night's loss, I remembered. You know what? Love endures all things, and we will need to endure through this loss, but it, it is painful. There is no well, doubt. Well, I'm enduring. Way. As I'm enduring, I'm also scheduling a session with my therapist later this week. <laughs> oh, man. Here's, here's the real disappointing part for me, okay? Scratch the fact that we didn't execute offensively. Scratch the fact that defensively we, we were aloof at, through many you know, times of the game. Scratch the fact that we're at home and, you know, we threw uh, multiple leads away throughout the first two and a half quarters of this game. Uh, let's get down to the last of this game. Last two minutes. Last two minutes? No, six, six minutes, 22 seconds. And I'll tell you six what. Six minutes. Okay. Okay. That is when we tied the game at 96. So for me, you've, you've played terribly, to be honest, to be quite frank. You played terribly to this point. You haven't necessarily coached well. You haven't played well. Individuals have, have had some sparks. But as a team, you you've underperformed, Okay. When it's a tie game in your building, I realize that's, you know, uh, said with asterisks, but uh, with an asterisk, but at this point as a veteran club, as a team that's, you know, to get back into things in the East and have a chance to host a first round playoff game, these are the games you have to manage and then win without question. You can't throw away losses like this. They score 98-96, then we score to tie it up 98-98. And then we miss through Pascal Siakam. And this, to me, was a deflating moment as we would then go down seven and later go down five. And, and then, of course, we lose the game. Uh, this was a moment that was deflating because Pascal Siakam went to the basket without 
conviction. And, you know, there's so many moments that we can point to, but, but Pascal missing that shot just set up their chance to, to build a bit of a lead and go on a 7-0 run. So that was most frustrating to me. We, we can talk about the, the other particularities, but that moment of not taking the game by the horns is, is what's most frustrating to me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, no pun intended. You know, I don't think uh, wolves have horns, but they devoured us as a pack, Bryce. You know, um, they did, they did, they did. Uh, they surrounded us, right? They measured us. You know, wolves are quite smart, man. They just, you know, um, but uh, my mind is just going down uh, Nielsen's uh, film uh, Gray, uh, where he's stranded in the arctic and uh and his uh team of travelers uh begin to be eaten one by one by by wolves and there's the alpha you know there's the alpha there's the uh um the omega right uh who's you know this rogue wolf um and that's what i felt man i felt that you know this bat you know band of rogue wolves just destroyed us bryce they shot 52.4 percent from the field uh, they, sh- you know, you're not, it, it, you're not going to win a game. Uh, if you allow your, you're not going to get, you know, there's no, the, there's a low probability that you win that game. If you let a team shoot that well, they shot 41% uh, percent from the uh, three point line. Um, you can't blame the refs here because uh, the, nope. the wolves went to the line 19 times compared to our 31 times. Um, and uh, they, uh, we out-rebounded them, but nevertheless, that didn't matter. You know, I felt that they had confidence in how they executed uh, their offense. They had 28 passes. So there was, you know, Carl uh, Anthony Towns was incredibly savvy in how he uh, handled the double team um, to find the open man. Uh, they were, we were allowing uh, guys like, um, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Vanderbilt. Have you heard of him? Never. No, neither have I. Um, and uh, Ricky Rubio, who's a historically a 22% three-point shooter. He hit four, four for eight from the three-point line, right? And so, uh, again, you're built, you're, you're, uh, we were, the way we even defended him was ridiculous, right? He was luring us as, as if he was some uh, three-point threat. And he's historically not, right? Um, yeah. Is the defensive scheme to... Um, to allow him to shoot the ball, sure, I I, I get it. J- just like Ojale on against Boston, but after he hits two, you want to he's keeping you honest, right? So defend him accordingly, force him to put it on the on the ground. But we were also throwing double teams to guys that was I felt unnecessary, right? Yep. Um, and um, so it, we were out of sorts defensively. Um, I, I I didn't catch all of his post game scrum uh, in terms in in and the questions that he was answering uh, as I relate to Nick Nurse. But I want to know the logic. I don't want to go so deep into, you know, saying that this loss is, you know, having us to reevaluate the um, no. the hiring of Nick Nurse. No, no. not at all. But I ju- I'm just curious in terms of his logic. This is a bad loss. One, I get it. It happens every season. Um but this is this this has happened a couple of times this this season, I, you know, um, and um, it's concerning. 
uh, on a personnel level. Uh, I know that, you know, we can always use the excuse of, well, OKC beat Milwaukee last night, right? Um, And Washington beat Boston last night. So, you know, this is the NBA. Every club is competitive. No, those are excuses that mediocre franchise use. Mm-hmm. When you're an elite club, there's a standard that you maintain. I don't care how bad you play, there's, there are non-negotiables. And the non-negotiables are effort, plays, are the way you execute defensively. Those are non-negotiable for teams that consider themselves, if not contenders, to be taken seriously mm-hmm. as a club. That's how you build your reputation or maintain it, right? So or whether you're, you're key players on a, on a club or you are a coach, right, that – um, you know, puts his foot down, you know, I remember uh, coach Popovich would bench whoever it was, you know, t- whether it be Tim Duncan or Tony Parker or Ginobili and would put his, put his bench in and to, to, to send a message, right. To say, Hey, if you are not, get, if you're not able to produce at that high level, then I'll get somebody else uh, to right. do it. Yeah. Right. And so um you know, I understand this is what his third season as a head coach. So uh, at the NBA level, so I, I, you know, is he, is he, does he still have a learning curve? Yeah, sure. Does he still have credibility that he can build upon and capital uh, to, 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 to manage uh, egos and personalities like a Kyle Lowry or Pascal Siakam or Fred Van Vliet? Absolutely. Um, and so uh we can get into the statistical analysis, Bryce, but I feel that that's a bit um, um, too much and unnecessary because then we're just trying to convince ourselves, um, you know, whether we can actually beat the Timberwolves when we already know the answer to that question. Yeah. I mean, when I looked at this game in in the final three, four minutes and the way they were doing the two-man pick-and-roll game with Carl Anthony Towns, it reminded me of when we played Golden State when we had Kawhi uh, in our building, and and KD took over and I think scored 50 that game. Carl Anthony Towns is not Kevin Durant. The other thing not is, at all. on the pick-and-roll, there were many times, whether away from the ball or up top on the uh, pick-and-roll, where Fred Van Vliet was covering – uh, and was vulnerable oh. to. Uh, that was so Carl- frustrating. And in those moments, it was so unnecessary. Oh. In in those moments, you have to ask, what are the adjustments that you're going to make to win this ball game? And Nick Nurse didn't have answers. And for me, at the end of the second quarter, when we put together a little bit of a run, it, w- it wasn't strong. We could have actually been up 10 or 12 at the half, which I always am big on to you go into the break with momentum and with a little bit of a gap. So if they get you in the third because of their adjustments, you at least have some wiggle room. But regardless, we put a zone out. When we had that zone out, they struggled with it. They have young guys who aren't great decision makers. They have a point guard in Ricky Rubio who's not a great three-point shooter. He gets exposed. And you have a, uh, a team who has lots of, of nimbleness and, uh, and are able to run out, especially a Chris Boucher at center, are able to run out on those three-point shooters within the zone. Where was that? Where was Nick Nurse's uh, ability to make those adjustments, that ingenuity? I, this is 
again, I think you've pointed this out. This is the third or fourth game where all that stuff that he used to do, he's not doing. And he's, he's just kind of rest, uh, you know, or hoping for us to, to figure it out on the fly. And to me, that's just poor. Again, I'm not looking for Nick Nurse's job uh, to be taken away from him in, in any kind of way. We, we just did not play well. We dug ourselves into a hole. But when you get into those tight situations, again, it was tie game with 622 to go. Okay, it's takeover time. We didn't do that. Carl Anthony Towns had Brad Van Vliet in prison at the, you know, basket. That's just goofy. When they do the switch, you know, and it's a similar to what Boston does. When they do a switch and it's Jason, now he's guarding Jason yep. Tatum, I, I'm not alarmist. I'm, okay, I'm like, okay, well, well, you know, I know Fred can force him into a, a tougher shot. But then you're switching on a seven-footer, yeah. right, who's – he's not roaming on the perimeter. He's going straight – to the paint and and I'm like okay if it happens once or twice in the second quarter I understand but this was happening in the fourth quarter so that means Ryan Saunders was saying we're going to go to it and force and, and force yep. them to adjust and, and we haven't uh Ryan Saunders yep. kudos to him RIP to his father who is an offensive genius um in the Timberwolf days back in the 90s and early 2000s um he outcoached uh, Nick Nurse, right? And one thing that I was maybe trying to calm my spirits last night, I was saying to myself, okay, maybe Nick Nurse doesn't want to show all of his cards, right? And he's riding, <laughs> right? You know, he's saving these, uh, you know, counter actions defensively for the playoffs, right? And, I, I, you know, I'm really crossing my fingers, uh, you know, and believing that, but maybe I'm just delusional. Mm-hmm. Right. Because at the end of the day, I don't think it's very difficult for you to make certain adjustments, whether it be uh, in terms of act- defensive actions or even just personnel. Right. If, if they're going bigger than us and, and more athletic than us, then why don't you sh- put Baines and Boucher yeah. in there? Right. Yeah. At the same time. Right. Go with a bigger lineup. Yeah. Right. So, um, again, I think we're very polite. I know we've been called out on that. Peter Jakubiak, I see you, uh, <laughs> in terms of our critique towards uh, Nick Nurse. But on, you know, I, I want to be forthright in saying that I disagree, you know, uh, thoroughly. And I think I can echo you on that as well, that um, it was unoriginal. It was, you know, um, it was amateur hour, uh, really, in terms of coaching. You know, we've done a couple of pods on some Starworth of coaches like uh, – um, you know, John Thompson and John Cheney. John Cheney would never allow this. <laughs> I'm about to swear on air. Allow this stuff to happen, right? He, you know, I, I don't think he'd go Bob Knight <laughs> on you and throw a chair onto the court, but, you know, he'd be really, he would be yeah. really pissed. And, and that being pissed wouldn't even be in the fourth quarter. That would happen yeah. in the second, yeah. right? Uh, because these are tendencies, these are tendencies, behavioral tendencies, at least on the court. Goodness gracious, I'm talking therapy <laughs> talk right now. But um, I'll end there. Um, and uh, there isn't much for me to, to add to it other other than, you know, I hope we go back, watch some film and don't bring this type yeah. of effort uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks this week, Bryce, because and, it'd yeah. be hurting. It'll be real We'll yeah. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing that I do, and I think I've talked. I certainly have talked about this to 
uh, you and whoever will listen in these difficult times. Uh, my, 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 my neighbors <laughs> who might know me well and might not know me well get fearful about this uh, if, they, if they ask me how I'm feeling. But last, Flora yep, Street last, up. last uh, night after the game was over, I thought back to what were some games last year that we almost lost or just and one of the games that I thought about against a, a weak Sacramento team uh, was Sacramento in our building. And we were up, I don't know, six or seven, and then we let them right back in it, and they had a shot to tie at the end of the game. There was another game. We played against a weak Charlotte team a few years ago, and Jeremy Lamb threw up a shot from half court. Buzzer beater, buzzer right? Beater. Then we yeah. had last year where we did not come with outside of maybe Serge Ibaka for five minutes in Chicago. And we somehow, somehow stole that game. And poor Chicago, they had actually given a great effort and, you know, put together some, some, uh, some nice baskets and a nice run. They were heartbroken because they didn't beat the defending champs. And there's other games like that. And we know that these games happen. We talked about, uh, uh, you know, you and I talked about how the Denver Nuggets, uh, a weaker Denver Nuggets, a first season in the franchise, beat the Chicago Bulls when they had the record of 70. Uh, we know that these games will happen. The problem is. You're just mentioning that. To, I'm, to make I'm trying good. to like put it in a grander perspective, right? The, the problem with that is. The problem with that is when I'm comparing those games to last year or looking at, you know, the big team of the Chicago Bulls or maybe even when Golden State was in their dynasty era and they lost games against weaker teams, their record was right. And so here we are throwing a a game away when we're under 500. We're chasing down, you know, playing games, let alone trying to work ourselves back into, you know, kind of the middle of the pack within the playoff teams. And that's, I think, what what is most frustrating. But if I'm able to take a step out and say uh, there are these games that existed last year, whether we won them by two or games did exist last year or even when we won the championship and we just we got to let it go. And we got, we got, we got to learn from it for sure. We got to learn from it and we got to move forward in love. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to finish it off here. Zaya, as always, thank you very much for this chance to work through some things, especially difficult losses. We were told there'd be peaks and there'd be valleys. We got to remember what we learned in the valleys so that we can climb. Peace out.